Uh, we've been in a series called He Gets It. We've been following the passion narrative of Jesus. Um, and kids, you're, you have, you've been missing it. So let me just fill you in. Uh, basically, what it comes down to is this. God decided to become human. And in his humanity, he's fully human. Like every part of human life that, that could be taken on, he, he took on. Even the really bad parts of life. And we've been watching uh, in the stories about his death, we've been seeing that he suffers with us, that he understands our suffering. We talked about him being abandoned. We talked about him being accused. Today, we're going to talk about him being bullied. And the idea behind it, let me uh, see our theme verse, is we, we, we want to remember that we do not have a high priest, that's Jesus, who's unable to empathize with us. Empathize meaning like can get and understand, have sympathy, understand what we're going through. Instead, he's been tempted every way we have, but he did not sin. So let's read um, together from Matthew 27 and uh, hear a little bit about what he endured. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a stick in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him and took the stick and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. And as they came out, they found a man from Cyrene, Simon by name, and they compelled him to bear Jesus' cross. And when they had come to the place called Golgotha, that is, the place of a skull, they gave him, Jesus, wine mingled with bitter herbs to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink. The soldiers, uh, to get a, a, a... Deal here. So, in, in our culture, especially um, around here, we we uh, we honor our military. We honor our soldiers because we believe that our soldiers are they're well behaved, they're professional, and they're out trying to protect us. And they're also trying to do good in the world. They're not they're not doing what they're doing to cause problems. That wasn't the case in the ancient world. And when they say the whole garrison is around Jesus, that's probably about six hundred soldiers. And these soldiers are not nice people. These soldiers are mean. The soldiers in ancient Rome uh, were known for being particularly nasty when they finally got to kill somebody. Uh, they, they, for the most part, what the, what the Roman soldiers in Jerusalem did is they put down riots. They kept the peace. But occasionally... The Roman government would choose to execute someone, and they would get to do it. And only Roman soldiers were allowed to execute people in Jerusalem. And they loved it. They thought it was a lot of fun, if you can believe that. Maybe that's because we live in a a culture and a time that's really far removed from a lot of violence and a lot of death. You know, we, we, it's pretty crazy how little contact we have with violence and death here in South Orange County. But in the ancient world, it was everywhere. And some people, they took a lot of joy in it. All right, is it, is it Ryan time? Where's Ryan? Uh, many of you know, Ryan, this is Ryan. He's our youth intern. Ryan, way to go. One problem. One problem that Ryan has, as you can see, is he does not know how to dress well. 
he, um, yeah, it's a real bummer because, you know, he's got a great personality, very good looking, but uh, he just, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have that. And so I thought it would be fun if we, as the kids, if, if you could help me do like an extreme makeover to make Ryan presentable so that when he goes back to school, all the girls will be into him. Are you, are you cool with that? Is that, kids, can you help me with that? That, all right, so just a couple like junior high, maybe aged girls can come on, coming up and you're going to lead. Yeah. Okay. Haley, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Come on up. Great. Um, now what's going to happen? I got a box over here of some, some cool clothes for Ryan. It's right over there. I need you guys to go grab that box. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to start making some decisions. You're going to be like, oh, I think we should do it. Bring the box over here. Bring the whole thing. All right, you start rooting through it, and uh, all the rest, if you're under the age of 18, when they pull something out, if you're in favor of them putting that on Ryan, you're going to be like, yeah! And if you're not in favor, you're going to go, boo! Okay, so girls, why don't you, uh, why don't you get your first, what do you think? Yeah. All right, put it on. Put it on. So, so Ryan, the first thing we need to do is get you a better haircut. All right. Understood. Very good. Girls, dig in deep. There's some cool stuff. Aaron put that together last night. Um, so, no, that's, that's a joke. Get out of there. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Very cool. Very, oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Babushka. He's, he's Russian now. All right. Cool. A pirate hat, of course. What do you think, kids? Yeah, pirate hat. Oh my gosh. You're going to be the talk of the town, dude. What? When you, yeah, when you get to, when you get to school, the girls are going to fall all over you. Oh, the bow tie. The bow tie, yes or no? Yeah. All right, bow tie, can you... Ryan, help out, man. Don't you just... Oh, those are too small for you? <laughs> those might be for kids. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, hot pants. Hot pants. Get your hot pants on, dude. The... Yeah, do those fit? Oh, we'll make it work. We're going to make it work. It's okay if you destroy them, because no one's ever going to want to wear those again. All right, very good. I don't even, is that a rain poncho? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, well, I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay, you want the glasses. What do we think, glasses? Yeah, okay, glasses, good. Get those on. Oh, in, in the- Dude, you kind of look like a rock star now. Thank you. No, th- this could work. Th- oh, the beard. Yes, awesome. All right, hey, girls, you did it. Thanks. Extreme Ryan makeover. Look at this guy. I feel like, I feel like you're the lead singer of Led Zeppelin. Oh my gosh. Dude, you look so good. Ryan. We'll take a picture. I don't have a camera. Uh, all right. Ryan, here's the deal. My question is this. Let's just say that, <laughs> that you showed up to school like that, to, to college, and you were sitting in class. What do you, what do you think would happen? Uh, I don't think the, uh, the sorority chicks would like it. <laughs> No, no. How would you How would you feel if you showed up like that? A little bit ashamed. Ashamed, sure. Yeah. Maybe uh, yeah, a little bit embarrassed. Embarrassed. Okay, cool. Possibly. See, Possibly. see, here it's a safe place, but in public, I mean, unless you walked around with an electric guitar, I just don't think you could pull it off. So, Ryan, uh, thanks so much. You can, uh, if you want to take that stuff off, feel free, or you can keep it on your choice. Uh, hand for Ryan. Thank you, ladies, for your help. That was awesome. Um, did you notice, did you notice when we were reading, uh, okay, if we go back to the text really quick, did you notice what the uh, soldiers did, right? They put a scarlet robe on Jesus. That was actually a military cloak. They put on a crown of thorns, and they put a stick in his hands, in Jesus' hands, all right? Now, why were they doing that? Kids, anybody? 
Children's? Children's? To bully him. Okay, sure, right. Uh, I have a picture. I think I have a picture of how this might work. Right? Okay. On, uh, on, on, the right, on the left side is Julius Caesar. Okay? Julius Caesar was the emperor of Rome, and he walked around wearing a laurel wreath, a crown like that. He wore a beautiful red or scarlet robe, and he would walk around with a scepter, and he would use that to say, this is what I'm doing, and, and everyone's got to obey me. What the soldiers have done to Jesus is they think, oh, you think you're a king? Well, let's dress you like a king. And so they put on like an old dirty garment, and they take um, a, a tree, a local tree that has thorns in it, and they twist it around. And the reason they're doing that is the thorns are supposed to look like the leaves of a laurel crown. And they gave him a stick instead of a royal scepter, and they yelled at him. It would be, I mean, you saw Ryan, and you can imagine Ryan going to school, and people would look at him and be like, what is wrong with you? You're not cool. In the same way, when Jesus is like this, they're showing him, you're not a real king. You're a fake king. And this is what we do. If you were a real king, if you were a real king, that's the first thing you note, Jesus, soldiers humiliate Jesus by proving that he is a fake king. A real king would not be, would not be subjected to this. A real king would like get his soldiers and, and move them out. Only a fake failure king would be dressed like this. It's going uh, in the text. They spat on him, and they took the stick and struck his head. Uh, you know, Jesus, if you were a real king, he'd get to hold his scepter up, and he'd get to say what's what. They take his scepter, and they hit him with it, and they spit on him. Yeah, it's gross. And honestly, it's even worse um, in the ancient world than it is now. Like, now if you saw someone spit on somebody else, you'd be like, that's not cool, that's horrible. Right? But in the ancient world, they, especially for Jewish people like Jesus, ha- being spat on was really, really shameful because it was unclean. And, 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 and more than that, like, it was not just being spat on, but spat on by foreigners. Right? The, the conquerors, the evil empire from Jesus' perspective. And so the evil empire has beat him down. They're hitting him with a stick and they're spitting on him. All right. Under 18, is there anybody here under the age of 18 who's willing to come up and share a story of bullying that they've seen? Anybody? Anybody? It's a tough one, I know. It's a little scary. It doesn't have to be you. It could be someone that you know. But is anybody willing to come up here and tell a story about someone you've seen being bullied? While you're thinking about it, I'm going to share a little story of my own. Um, when, uh, when I was in high school... It's hard to believe, but I was not very cool. Um, the, uh, yeah, true, true story. Uh, back in the day, see, I know, guys, you kids, now it's cool. Like, everyone plays Fortnite or Apex Legends. Back when I was in school, it was not cool to play video games. Anyone who played video games was a nerd or a loser, okay? And they were beat up by the jocks. That was the people who played football, and I certainly didn't do that. And so I remember going to school and being terrified that the jocks were going to make fun of me and find out that I was playing computer games at home every night and, and they were going to make my life miserable. So what I did, and I'm not proud of this, but it's true, is I looked around and I found people who were even dorkier than I was. And then I would make fun of them in front of the cool kids. Because it turned out I was actually pretty good at talking. I was pretty good at, at making jokes. And what I did is I found that if I made these other kids, like, lower than me, then I felt strong, and I felt safe, and I felt cool. 
And I'm ashamed to admit that I uh, didn't, I didn't get to apologize to all of the kids that I did that to. Some I did. But the, the thing was, is, you know, when I first got there, and I got bullied a little bit because I was short, um, and my hair was an obscenely ridiculous color, um, I found that I felt like I couldn't do anything. All right, I'll give you one more chance. And it's okay to say no if you're not comfortable. It's okay. But if there is someone under the age of 18 who'd be willing to tell a story of bullying, now's your shot. Oh, was that a yes? You want to come on up? Come on up. Was that a yes or a no? That was a stretch. Okay, you can stretch. That's fine. All right, I'm going to move on if you're not ready. Okay. Well, for me, um, the issue was that uh, when I was getting bullied, I felt like I couldn't uh, do anything. I felt powerless. Um, And then when I was bullying, I felt powerful. I felt like I had control again. And uh, really, that's the, I think that's the next thing in your note sheets. The whole purpose of bullying is to make some people feel powerless and other people powerful. And so if any of you kids, if any of you guys um, have seen uh, other kids, you know, take you down or take one of your friends down, and uh, sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's verbal. Like I, I, I use jokes and, and, and mean things that I said. It could be a lot of different things, but it, it, if you ever have felt that way, that you felt like I can't get out of this and I don't know what to do, here's some good news for you. Jesus gets it, okay? Like, no matter how bad uh, your bullying was or is, his was actually worse. And I want, I, want to, I want to show you that in the text. If we go back to the text, uh, they came out. There's um, Cyre, uh, Simon of Cyrene. He helps carry uh, Jesus' cross. And then when uh, Jesus gets to the cross, the, the soldiers, they, they give him wine mingled with bitter herbs to drink. Um, I've edited the, uh, the King James, the New King James here. New King James says gall. I have wine mingled with gall. Uh, no one knows what that means. Uh, little picture here. If you, if you go to the Gospel of Mark, when Mark tells this story, um, he says that Jesus um, had wine mixed with myrrh. Okay, And that's a myrrh up there on the right side of the screen. All right, this is for uh, essential oils, um, you know, queens, and possibly kings. Uh, this is a pop quiz. If you're a master of essential oils, I need to know right now, what is myrrh supposed to be good for? I'm sorry? For your skin. Okay, great, yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's one thing. Uh, it, it's been used in the ancient world as, as perfume. Uh, it was used um, to cover up bad scents. It was used as an, an application on skin to make skin uh, brighter and healthier. It was even used in some cases to, oh, you got one? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, it was used to like, like um, fix some wounds sometimes. So it's very strange that Mark says, hey, uh, you know, Jesus had wine mixed with myrrh. Why would you put myrrh in wine? Well, maybe it's the case that this is supposed to be helpful. Uh, the picture on the left there is um, Roman medicine. Uh, in the Greco-Roman world, they did not have uh, Tylenol. They did not have ibuprofen. Um, they had wine. Okay? And so if you were in a lot of pain, the number one best painkiller uh, was a jug of wine. Okay? 
It would dull the senses and help you get through. And so maybe what's going on is the Roman soldiers, they're, they're like, oh, Jesus, we're sorry. We know you're about to die, and we're just going to try and help with your passing. Well, that's not the case. Um, the reason I've translated uh, co- uh, kole as bitter herbs there, is it, it literally usually means either vinegar or, a, um, or something really bitter and gross, something foul-tasting. Um, the reason I've added that is because what the Roman soldiers did is they, they got this wine, this painkiller, and they spiked it with myrrh. Because the other thing about myrrh is it's not something you should ingest. Okay? Myrrh is extremely bitter. It's really bad tasting. And so they spike the drink. They spike the Tylenol with something that makes it taste horrible, and they put it to Jesus' lips. Why? So that even at the moment of his death, He'll remember that he's not in charge. And that even when he needs just a little bit of help the most, it's not going to be there for him. Instead, Jesus sips it and realizes they're playing a joke on him. And so he probably spits it out and, and probably tosses the wine away. The reason I bring this up, especially for you kids, is that um, you have to understand that Jesus was, was dying at this point. He was being murdered, being tortured to death. And even in the middle of that, he was also being bullied. The people who had the power were trying to make him feel as powerless as they could. And so I, I'm really, really serious when I say that if you've ever, this is the next thing in your note sheets, if you've ever been shamed or bullied or made to feel like dirt, he gets it. Uh, if there's any kids here, youth, um, if you know somebody who's, who's undergoing bullying or maybe you are undergoing it yourself, I want you to know that this is a safe place. Our church will always be a safe place. We don't do clicks here. We don't do, um, we don't do ins and outs. Instead, we do family, Okay? And if you ever feel like you're on the outs here, you don't feel safe here, you don't feel like you're a part of things here, we're going to change that. Because we believe deeply that it doesn't matter who you are, God loves you, and he wants you to be safe. As next, uh, do we have uh, Simon? Yeah. We skipped this, skipped this part. Simon of Cyrene. Cyrene uh, is in North Africa, modern-day Libya. Uh, Simon was from there, probably uh, was part of the Jewish community there, because this is, uh, all this is taking place uh, during a Jewish festival. Jesus is being murdered during a Jewish festival. And, uh, and so he was probably there to celebrate, maybe even to live there. And the, the text says they, they compelled, they forced Simon to help Jesus bear the cross. At this point, Jesus has been beat so much that he's unable to carry um, the, the cross any further. He's, he's too weak. And so they find this guy, Simon, to help out. Um, cool fact, in 1941, do I have a picture here? Yeah, 1941, um, we think maybe this is actually Simon's tomb. 1941, outside of Jerusalem, we found um, amidst a cemetery of Cyrenian Jews, the tomb of Alexander, son of Simon of Cyrene. Um, it might be the case 
that uh, this is where Simon himself was buried. His name is remembered in the text. It's, it's in the story that Mark's telling because he, at some point, through this, this life, had become a Christian. He was known as a follower of Jesus. And so he was memorialized by Mark and Matthew and Luke when they were telling the story as, as a hero of sorts. And it's weird because he was compelled to do it, right? It wasn't like he was forced to do it. And yet, at somehow, it seems that through that, through that experience, Simon um, found, found something in what he saw Jesus doing or maybe participating with helping Jesus carry that changed him fundamentally so that he became one of Jesus' followers after like, meeting him for the first time in this, this scene of, of a grotesque murder. So, true fact, Ryan the, Ryan the youth intern, I'm going to need you up here, buddy, over there. Ryan the youth intern is a man's man. He, uh, he not only dresses poorly, but he's into all the cool stuff that guys do. In fact, this is a true fact, Ryan Gates goes, do you scuba dive or snorkel when you're getting, okay, he free dives. I don't know what that is. He, he free dives uh, into the water, and then he goes down in the water. I, does that mean you're holding your breath? Wow, what a stud. And he goes down there, and then he finds crabs at the bottom of the ocean. Lobsters. <laughs> Whatever. And, he, and he, he takes the lobsters out of the ocean and then cooks them. What a stud. And uh, because I was very hungry and needed lobsters, I've been having him do this for me for the last 72 hours with no sleep. Because I need me some lobster, and I don't want to pay, you know... King's Fish House prices for lobster. So Ryan's really tired, exhausted. And unfortunately, uh, Ryan's book bag, his backpack, is left here, and he's not able, he's too weak to, uh, to get his, his, his books on his back. It turns out Ryan's one of those guys that carries all of his textbooks in one bag all the time. It's super cool. Everyone thinks it's neat. And so he walks around like the, the hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, at school on campus, but he can't do it right now. He needs help. So are there any kids, I'd say maybe like eight or under, who might be willing, please have closed-toed shoes on, who might be willing to try and help Ryan out? Is anybody eight and under? Okay, come on up. Yeah. Anyway, as many as you want. Just bring him up. Yeah, come on up. Come on up. There is his backpack, okay? You gotta come up here, you gotta get, and then you gotta get Ryan his books, okay? Ryan needs those books bad, uh, otherwise he's not gonna, you know, learn stuff. Okay, sweet. Alright, so go, go ahead together. Um, and the thing is, you, you can't just carry it, you gotta put it on, on your back, okay? So go ahead, lift! Okay. Don't, don't, don't put it on his feet, please. Okay, come on. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, can you move with it or are you just going to stand there? If it's going to go down, go down slow. All right, you guys, nah, this is too dangerous. Put it down, put it down. You're not strong enough. You're not strong. So sit down. Terrible job. No. No books for Ryan. Sorry, man. We're, our kids here are super weak. Um, can't even lift some textbooks. 
Have some sunglasses. There you go. All right. Uh, let's see. What about uh, one, just one, say, junior high-aged-ish male? One at a time. Jake, you want to go for it? All right. Come on up, buddy. Yes, come on up. Yep. One at a time. One at a time. You got to put it on your back. You got to put it on your back, buddy. We're, we're, we have super good insurance, so. You want to walk with it? Dude, I said you had to have closed-toed shoes. No, no, keep going. Just finish. Finish. Okay, give it to Ryan. Give it to Ryan. Wow, well done. Well done. Wait, what's your name? Luke. Luke. Well done, Luke. That was pretty awesome. Okay, Ryan, you've had a rest, so you can uh, put that on and take your, take your books with you. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that bag's super new, too. That wasn't bought like 10 years ago. No, I think it looks good. Wow. Um, now, Luke, way to go. Um, what do you think would happen to you? If you carried that backpack around all the time. I actually pretty much do. Okay, awesome. Good. Oh, my God. Well, I think that's almost 100 pounds, so way to go. Um, I didn't count. Aaron put all the uh, weights in because I can't lift it, obviously. Um, So. Okay, Luke, question. Do you think that if you did that over time, right, again and again and again, that you would just, like, get pretty yoked, meaning stronger? You might have back issues, true, but assuming that you don't, assuming that you didn't, by, by, by working that over and over and over again, you'd got, probably get to the point where it's actually kind of easy. You, through this labor, you'd become stronger, better, faster by doing this. I think um, one of the things that goes on with Simon the Cyrene is that he's there with Jesus at Jesus' lowest moment when Jesus is, is bullied right at the point of death and, and, and everyone has left and abandoned him. And at that moment, Simon begins to carry some of Jesus' burden. He carries some of his shame. He carries some of his humiliation. He actually participates with Simon in the work of Humiliation. And somehow through that, Simon gets closer to Jesus. Somehow in the midst of carrying Jesus' burdens, he starts to trust and believe in Jesus. And I think that is actually kind of a principle for us, especially when we're dealing you know, with school and, and, and places in life where bullying happens, where mocking and shame and insulting humiliation happen. If we carry the burdens of those who are being beat up like that, we have the possibility of getting closer to Jesus because of it. Helping to carry the burden of someone being bullied can get you closer to Jesus. And so, I want, I, what I would like to see, is I would like to see in our youth programs, from like kids all the way to high school, and if we can find someone to help out with the young adult ministry, that would be cool too. But at every level, to be a place where we're looking for those who are getting bullied. 
And we're trying our darndest to help them carry what they're going through. Because, man, if you've been bullied, you know how lonely it makes you feel, how weak and how powerless. And what you also know is that when someone stands with you and understands what you're going through and helps you pull through it, that it is the most powerful and meaningful thing you can imagine. Parents, uh, one thing um, I'll, I'll do, and I don't have it uh, ready just yet, but uh, I am going to, um, I have some resources on uh, bullying and what to do in cases where you find out that either um, your children or other children are being bullied. And, and I wanted to make sure we distribute that, that information because uh, it, it, especially now with cyberbullying, um, the level of demeaning and denigration has just moved to the, to the, next, the next place. Um, last week, kids, you weren't here, but we talked about uh, uh, somebody who, she was a, a young girl, 12 years old, and she, um, she died because she was so tired of being harassed and bullied and made fun of. And I don't ever want to see anything like that happening here. And so as a result, where is a community going to commit to being like Simon the, of Cyrene? We're going to commit to carrying the burdens of those who are at the at the lowest spot. And in so doing, I think we're going to see who Jesus is, what he's like, and we're going to become more like him as we do it. So let me pray, and then uh, we'll sing a song, and and we'll go home. Gracious God, we confess uh, that you get it, that you know what... um, the worst kind of bullying, what the worst kind of exclusion, what the worst kind of hate feels like. That, that right at, at your death, God, at the death of Jesus, when you, God Almighty, tasted death, that right there in that moment, the worst of human exclusion and hate and bullying was right in your face. And so you get it. You get um, what every one of us goes through when we're treated like that. And yet you did it to save us, to redeem us, to change us, to give us life. You give us an opportunity to walk through that with those um, who are really suffering. God, I pray that for all the kids here and all the adults, that we'll be a church that carries the burdens of those who are being mocked and shamed and humiliated and bullied. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.